Well, hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault, and it is Frazier Brooks and Adrian. I got the wrong son. That's all I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> I got the wrong dad, so I that makes vote. two of us, buddy. And, and Simon <laughs> got the wrong son, too. Holy <laughs> mackerel. Hello, everybody. Good morning. We are up so early. It's so light, late at night over in Dubai. This is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show, and we've got Adrian and Frazier here, my this two boys. going to be fun, man. Yeah. <laughs> So the initial plan, where we Frazier and I were going to do the show live in Dubai from a bathtub, and you guys missed it. So that's what's so sad because I chickened out because I didn't want to fly all over the. You know, I'm just too old. So I made up every excuse in the book, and I'll deal with Sperry when I get here. But unbelievable! <laughs> How are you, Frazier? I'm so good. It would have been better if we were in person. And I could have held your hand, and we could have done this from the bathtub and all that fun stuff. But. uh yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. It's good to see you, Dad. It's really good to see you, Dad. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. Life's good. You, I told you to bring your father along, and I've sent him the I've sent him the link. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, if he shows up, he shows up. Just to, can tell him he's got 59 minutes to wake up and come on. But that's pretty cool, isn't it? It is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And Fraser, one of your number one fans in the world who we just love is this gal, Christina Zaharia, who just jumped on here. And I want to give her a shout out because she is just stepping up in a huge way and you're a big part of it. And so we love you, Christina. Good to see you on here. And yes. we got some awesome people in the house. Ron Henley's here. This is going to be a great show today. Good. I'm glad Henley's here. But here's the deal. Before we get wild and nuts, here's what's going to happen. When I met Eric, I was with Eric Worre, and he was telling me that he believed the future of spokesman for the profession was this kid from Germany named Fraser Brooks. And I said, like Richard's son? And they go, no, 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 Simon's son. And I had known Simon for many, many years, uh, Fraser's dad. And it was so exciting to hear that this kid had grown up and decided to take on being the next Zig Ziglar, being the next real big deal in network marketing in the world. And like, like seriously, like this is his mission and his mantra to be those guys. And this year we lost some seriously, seriously good people. You think about Bob Proctor. You think about Bob Crisp. You think about those people that carried the torch like Brazier's picking up. And it's unbelievable. And we lost him. And Ron Henley posted the most unbelievable long post you've ever read in your life on his wall on Facebook. And I, I shared it before this show because I want you to all read it because it's serious work. And Bob Crisp died a few days ago. And he had 465,000 people in his Amway business. And he wrote these two classics called Raising a Giant and Feeding a Giant that were absolutely the best books out there until this one came along. But you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome, Frazier. But the point I make is we're going to do a big tribute to him on Sunday at 4 o'clock Eastern time on TomChenaultZoom.com. And you want to come. People are going to just do five-minute tributes. And Bob Chris was hated as much as he was loved because he was a character of epic proportion. And people will say, man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. And it's going to be good. And I'll tell you, if you get that big, you, people are going to take shots at you. 
And it will, no matter what happens, we're going to have a blast and we're going to remember this guy because he never gave up on this profession, just like his heir apparent, Fraser Brooks. So Adrian, take it away, baby. Yeah, this is, uh, I think that that is such a, a perfect tee up because I, I think that one of the things that I have really appreciated about what you do in particular, Fraser, is I think it really is built on that foundation of the way that you treat people and the way oh. that you show up in the world. And that isn't even really a network marketing specific thing at all. It's it's really about your who you are as a human first and then how that ultimately translates mm -hmm. into the way that you go about building a business. And so I, my question for you is where, you know, how, how did that develop for you? Especially, you know, you talk about having been a really shy, you know, young person, really uncomfortable being in front of a crowd and yet you have sort of stepped into that. How did that come mm -hmm. about? Well, I, I think I remember going to an event with my mom and dad. I probably was about seven or eight at the time. And I remember just being at this event. And for, the, for those of you who've been at Netto Marketing events, you'll know what I mean when I say this. But you kind of walk into the room and then all of a sudden, atoms are created through everyone just hugging one, and each, one another. Oh, hey, Julie, how are you doing? Woo, hey, dog. Hey, good to see you. Hey, Denise. Denise gets an extra long hug, right? <laughs> hey, Ron, like, hey, high five. And, and I remember saying to my dad, dad, do you know these people? He said, yeah, yeah, I've known them. And, like, and he talks about them as if they were family. I'm like, dad, I've never seen them at a family party. I've never seen them at a birthday. I've never seen them anywhere. I only see them at these hotel events. He said, yeah, they're, they're like family. And he treated them. He never hugged any of our my uncles, my aunties, my cousins. He never hugged them like he hugged these guys. And it was since then that I actually remember growing up. I was about 10 years old. We went to a restaurant. It was after, it was after one of the events. And I just hugged the waiter. I went, hey, good to see you. And he said, welcome to Don Luigi's. And I just hugged him. Never met him before. And my mom and dad were like, oh, this is kind of awkward. And I just thought that that's what you did. You just, in order to be a good human being, you just had to treat other people good. And I, I really believe that I love my mom and dad because they showed me love first. And the more love you give, the more you get it back. So uh, that's just kind of how it happened for me. It was just seeing it firsthand by my parents and then realizing that, I've never really seen anyone hug someone and then walk away and be like, oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> but I've seen many people on one side of the room and the other side of the room who will never high five, never shake hands, never hug, and then be like, I love that guy. No, so I just thought I'd rather, I'd rather hug and high five someone and be a good human being than be the opposite. So that's kind of where it comes from. You probably ought to thank Eric Worre for launching you. You were invisible until he picked you up and put you under his <laughs> He's watching the show and he's, you know, he's like, oh yeah, no kidding. All of us, Jamie, Christmas, we'd be nowhere without him. So we better say something nice about him. But I mean, you flew over so many times and I just contemplated flying over to Dubai and chickened out. And you've been to Eric's house like 50 times. You two are peas, two peas in a pod because you'll just go anywhere in the world to change the world. And you guys fell in love for that reason. Is that right? Yeah, no, it, it's hard to fall in love with the guy when you spend when you spend a decent amount of time with him. It's uh, I, I look at it like the music industry, like you know the the, the Jay Z and the Kanye West and the Justin Bieber. They they kind of bless upcoming artists and rappers yeah. and like like I think Dr. Dre blessed Eminem. Uh, and I always look at that and feel that I'm grateful that um like Dr. Dre, Eric Warre blessed me. 
uh, you know, by having him, by having me on one of his songs, having me on one of his stages. So I'm super grateful for that. It's uh, it, it's been a blessing from for, for me, and I always want to make sure I repay the favor. And I'm someone who who always remembers my breaks, always remembers my breakthroughs, always remembers my breakdowns, and it, it just shapes the person I am. You know, it's, uh, I'm very grateful for that opportunity, and I just I took it right, and I just I did something with it. Uh, but that's uh, that's another story on how that happened as well. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah you that might not happen. With it. No, you did. And you constantly tried yeah. to one up him on Facebook followers and all kinds of jazz. <laughs> and you did. You, you elevated everybody, and we all had to get better because here's this little snot-nosed kid from Germany out there really schooling us. But what I loved about you was you knew social media and you have levered that up, but you never lost your network marketing roots. You have mm. never said abandon people. You have got to embrace them. They're going to join you with a click. They're going to leave you with a click unless you build that relationship. And you've done unbelievably well at that. I'm on your Telegram group. I can't get away from you. And all I feel is love, not a pitch. And I love that about you. It's what it's all about. I, I'm a great believer that network marketing is in the shipping business. It starts with a friendship, then it turns into a relationship. Then you have to see who has the entrepreneurship to start a partnership. Then with your mentorship, you create leadership. And then with the leadership, you win a championship. So I'm a great believer that it's uh, it's all about the shipping. I know Tom's, Tom's were thinking what's just happened. Uh, but it's, it's all about... <laughs> you'll go through hardship it'll go off like a rocket ship some people lose their ship right some people jump ship ship happens right so it's uh, got, yeah. i promise you he's got a teleprompter nobody could have done that unbelievable again one more time made us all look ancient <laughs> how does he do it <laughs> All a bunch of bullshit as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> really, really cool. But that's what you do, well, and you've right. done it. And you know, you are synonymous with fun, with creating big stuff. And we can't thank you enough. Where do people find you if they want to look for you right now? Uh, when we're going to go to a break, and I want people during the commercial, especially on Genesis Communication Network, who sponsored this show, God bless Ted Anderson. How uh, how do we find you? If you're on Facebook right now, search my name, Fraser Brooks. Uh, you will find me. I've got a profile on the page. I'm more active on the profile. Uh, but yeah, let's connect there and shoot me a message. I'd love to connect with you further. Be cool. Okay, cool, man. And don't you love him? I just do. <laughs> we love Fraser. Yeah, I think. It's a thing. You guys. <laughs> you really guys. <laughs> but I I think that's so important. And so do talk a little bit about that. We've got two minutes till the next break. But talk mm -hmm. about that moment where, you know, I I believe kind of the first part of it was that, that Eric chose you and a, a handful of other people who were really leading on social media. And that was mm -hmm. that was kind of the entry point for you, wasn't it, Frazier? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember going to Eric's house. Uh, I'll, I'll do the condensed version. I remember going to Eric's house. There's about 15 of us. Uh, and I was absolutely petrified because I had the imposter syndrome. And I, I think I manifested that something bad was going to happen because I was in the airport and the I was checking in. I was super nervous. I was super excited at the same time. And the woman said, so have you got your, uh, your Esther? I said, no, no. Uh, you know, my wife's not coming with me and her name's not Esther. She said, no, 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 Esther, it's like an electronic something, something visa that you need to get into the country. I said, no. She said, you have about 10 minutes to get it and it takes 15 minutes. Go, here's the website. And I 
almost didn't make it to his house. After the break, I'll tell you what happened when I get into when I got into his house. Um, but yeah, I just by the skin of my teeth got on the plane. Uh, and I'm so grateful that I did because yeah, I had to perform in front of all these legends that I looked up to. Jordan Adler was in the room, Todd Falcone was in the room, Ray Higdon, but Bob, Bob Heilig, uh, Rob Sperry, Brian Fryer, Rachel Bakarik, Angel Fletcher. Uh, Tom was there in spirit. spirit that so was Denise. You know, Eric's there, Marina's there, the whole team's there. And there's little old me, a lad from Liverpool, thinking, what are these guys going to think about me? What happens if I say something wrong? And uh, I just did my absolute best to make sure that I knocked it out of the park. Uh, and I feel like I did. And since then, they were like, we want you on the stage at GoPro. And da -da 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 -da. so I just took my moment with both hands and... Uh, I'm ran with it, and I'm I'm grateful that I did. Before you think that that I wasn't invited, it was social media, and when I told them I had a Commodore 64, they said you can't come. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Love it. That's so awesome. Denise, you such a tribute, but I had to wait till the commercial because I knew it was gonna it was gonna cover our faces because it was so beautiful. Denise, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> that is so so awesome so we're doing oh, really yeah. quick breaks now Fraser. so we're going to come back here in about 10 seconds and we'll pick back up with the eric story and this is awesome. i like it i like yeah. it they got tired of my commercials svetlana said i really like to have dinner so we're moving things along all right <laughs> and we're back it is the legacy leadership radio show with tom chenault Fraser Brooks, Adrian Chenault, and we are having a blast. And you just can't help but love this guy. He's all energy. And he really fakes people out because they just can't figure out what makes him tick. And they have no idea how deep and how smart he really is, which is an unbelievable skill. He's relatable at every level. But I'm going to tell you one thing right now. This is one of the guys that you're going to be following in another 30, 40 years, too. So whatever you do, pay attention to him today. Get in his crosshairs because this guy is an influencer of epic proportion. Take it away. I totally agree. So it's like Lisa right. Grossman. I know we love her, and she came Whoa. in hung out with the contact mapping crew yesterday and blew she the roof him. off that place. Didn't yeah. she? She's the best. Wow. So all right, Fraser, we got to hear the rest of the story. So you 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 know, luckily you type. Mm -hmm. 175 words per minute with perfect uh, accuracy. You get your visa. They let you on the plane. And what happened next? So I'm on the plane and I'm thinking, what the heck am I going to say? Because I didn't really get any warning. I didn't know how long I was speaking for. And like, this is me. Like the only way for me to get on my, over my nerves is prepare. And I prepare and I prepare and I prepare. I didn't know what I was preparing for. I had no idea. I was just turning up and I kept looking at this website with all these faces on, you know, Rob, Rob Sperry, Bob Heilig, Todd Falcone, uh, Ray Higdon, Eric, Mar Eric and Marina Warren. I'm thinking like, why is my face there? Like, I'm not American. All these names and faces are American. So all these, I was given all these excuses. Anyway, I got in the room and Eric, about two minutes before we go live, said, I'm going to come to each one of you. You probably have 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, just talk about something that, that you think is helpful. And at the time, I was really big into studying the algorithm. Tom said that I'm smart. I'm smart at social media and network marketing. I'm just very glad that I found what I'm smart at. You do not meet, You do not want me on your quiz team. Like, I will let you down. I will lose the quiz for you. I will get negative points for you, right? But network marketing, social media team, I'm going to be your captain. So I'm, I'm just about to go on. I'm thinking, I know a lot about the algorithm. I'm going to talk about the Facebook algorithm and how people can get more reach and engagement on their Facebook posts. 
So I kind of, I wrote some notes down on like my, my palms. Obviously the palm got sweaty and it was all a waste of time. I went into the bathroom at the house that he was living in. It was next to the kitchen. And I remember just going into the bathroom, didn't know if I wanted to be sick or if I needed like a nervous wee or the other one. And instead I just clapped 10 times super loud. And I remember walking out the bathroom and Ray Higdon was stood at the door and he was like, uh, are you okay? <laughs> like, I just, you just heard like 10 loud claps in the bathroom. Uh, I walked out, did my thing, talked about the algorithm, gave some tips about cleaning your friends list, talking about what you love, do short, sweet posts, make it obvious, make it clear. And I just came off the virtual stage to like all these high fives and hugs from all these people I've followed for all over the years and admired and respected and looked up to. And I thought, was it, was it good? Was it that good? And Eric then did something that I was actually surprised that he did, but he asked the people who attended, he said, so guys, uh, you know, this was like maybe an hour after I'd spoke, who was your favorite, who was your favorite speaker so far? Now I understand marketing and positioning. So I told the people who were on the, on, on the social media summit, who had bought through my link, whenever you see me, just go, Fraser, 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 woo, yeah, Fraser, Fraser. Whenever my name's mentioned, just go, Fraser, 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 woo, Fraser, 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 yeah. And I'll give you a super cool bonus. That's kind of, I can't, it was an ethical bribe, right? <laughs> anyway, so Eric then says, who's been your favorite speaker so far? And we're gasping behind the scenes, like, oh, you can't do that. Anyway, Fraser, 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 Fraser. And since then, it just, it just went crazy and, you know, it's uh, I don't like talking about myself so much. I'm the guy who's behind the stage when you get when you edify me. I'm the guy who's cringing like, oh, no, no, no. I'm the guy who's like, oh, no, that's not me. That's not me. I just don't accept it very well. But that was the moment that, yeah, a lot of my exposure in my business changed just because I took my chance. I just I just I just took my chance. I was grateful to get it. But I was also grateful for the fact that I, I know my stuff and I uh, yeah just just spoke it. <laughs> I, I love that. And I, I don't know if you did it on purpose, but that was a very sort of Eminem, uh, do not miss your chance to blow kind of moment right there. Little Eminem. Well, so actually, that was pretty right. good. Right. <laughs> Who gives themselves a round of applause when they when after they go to the bathroom? I hope he washed his hands, but that is so awesome. And you are amazing. And that's what you have to do. If you don't promote yourself, nobody else is going to. And you yeah. are good at it without looking like you're doing it. And we love that about you. And so mm -hmm. let's go to a break. Why don't you take us out? Yeah, that sounds awesome. So while we're on the break, make sure you go check out Frazier on social media or on his website. It's Frazier with just an E-R at the end and then Brooks with an E-S at the end. So FraserBrooks.com. Make sure you go check him out or go find him on social media. Uh, if for no other reason, the only two people in the world that I have on C first just to see what crazy stuff is going to come out of their mouth are the other two people on this screen besides me right now. So I promise you, no matter what, you will be entertained by what these two maniacs are up to. <laughs> and uh, it's it's worth the price of admission for that alone. So we're coming back right after this. You're listening to the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian and Tom Chenault and the incredible Fraser Brooks. We'll be how right back. How long is the break? Maybe we should go. Well, no, I'm going to go to the bathroom and see if I can clap 10 times. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, you. that would actually help your personality. That would launch my career. <laughs> I, I forget how many breaks you guys do in the U.S. Like, you, I think there's more break time than go time. You Well, you just should be happy that we're not, uh, yeah. It's called, what, was he talking about the breaks on the radio? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's called radio, not podcast. It's like they really do it where they're right, sponsors. Shut up. <laughs> Gee, uh, he, oh, my God. Welcome back to the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Tom Chenault and Adrian Chenault and Fraser Brooks. And the reason I emphasize the word radio is because we're on the radio. And Adrian gets mad at me when I said radio because he said nobody I did even it to, knows. I did it to troll you on, on the outro. He said no one even knows what a radio is anymore, Dad, but he is wrong. And those of us over the age of, I'm guaranteeing you, we know what radio is. And thank all of you, 550 radio stations listening to this, because radio rocks. And back check, to you. check us out on Telegraph. No, <laughs> Telegram. No. <laughs> I don't know. It's carrier pigeons. All right. <laughs> so, Fraser, you, your star. You, I know you don't like all the accolades, but your star has has continued to rise and rise. And you talked a little bit about imposter syndrome coming into that whole thing. And you have been on one heck of a run since then. And that doesn't sustain itself if you don't keep growing alongside of it. And so how have you managed, what, what have you been doing to keep yourself growing and to stay in front of this audience that loves you so much and continue to lead them through these last several years where you have grown such a huge following? Well, when when I great this is great because when I was when I started I was living in I was living in a studio apartment in the basement in a city or a town called Lüneburg, which is just outside of Hamburg. Now I was there because Svetlana, who I who was my girlfriend at the time, she's my wife now, right? Just to make that clear, right? So she, my girlfriend at the time, she was studying there. She was studying a master's. So the, the ceiling, it was probably like maybe like 190, 195, the ceiling height. There was a bit of damp in there. But I'm a great believer in hungry dogs run faster. So and the reason why the reason why I wanted to be in the studio, I could afford more, but I just knew that I, there's no TV, there's no distraction. It's just go time. Deliver, 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 deliver. And as we kind of move, as we moved, as I grew, I wanted to move place. I wanted to be around people who weren't students living in this different apartment. I wanted to be around young professionals who were, you know, maybe driving the nicer cars, who were wearing the nicer clothes. I just wanted to grow. And it got to the stage where where we were living, I needed, I needed to change environment so much so that we packed up everything and we moved to Dubai, which is not just moving country, it's moving continent. It's not just moving like, you know, English speaking, it's moving like complete different cultures. And I was playing golf today with Brian Fryer. I know, I know you, you, you guys, you guys love Brian Fryer too. And, and he said, "Which one?" Because we're playing on the golf course, and you can see the buildings in the background. He says, "Which one do you live in?" And I say, "That one." I point to it. He said, "What floor are you on?" And I said, "The forty seventh. He said, "The forty seventh floor." And I was like, "Yeah, like, are you not scared of heights? Are you not like?" I said, "No, because all the buildings around me, they're all higher than where I am." And for me, this is the, being the key to me is I've always got to be surrounded by people who are playing the game at a higher level or doing bigger and better things who are, you know, I look up to them instead of looking down. them. I hate looking down. I hate looking down at people, I think, because I don't like getting looked down at, um, you know, treat everyone like a someone doesn't matter how much success you've got. Never look down at someone. So I always want to look up. I want to look up. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And uh, when Eric and Marina came over to, to Dubai recently, Eric asked me, and Amarina asked me a question, what's the next thing? And I was like, I don't have the next thing. I've got a bit comfortable. And then we were talking about the hungry dogs from faster. I said, I've got a, I've got a dog that's, I've got a fat dog. Um, like, I, I, I'm not hungry right now, but it's because I'm always looking to get myself around 
mainly the right masterminds, the right mentors. The, the books I like, but I don't I haven't completed books. But I feel like I'm, I'm more I'm more mentor driven. I'm more mastermind driven. So I'm trying to find those environments. Great believer in if you take a bad if you take a bad seed, you put it in a good soil, it can grow grow into a very fruitful tree or a great shelter. Um, so yeah, I, I just like to put myself in the right environments, associate myself with the right people, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing what happens. And that's how I've been able to grow and keep growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and, growing and identify the seasons and appreciate that. Sometimes we've got to take a step back to be able to go forward. I love the game Monopoly for that. You land on a chance card, you land on a community chest. It says three steps back. Well, you know, you roll the dice two or three times and you've gone past where you were before anyway. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fun game. And I love the game we play. It's service-led. Service is great. Serving is greater than selling. And the moment that you serve more than you sell, you'll end up sell, selling more than you can ever imagine. It's a great game. So the last time I went to do an event with you, we did it in Siberia. Are you going to do something a little warmer this time? Do you remember that thing in England when you did it in the warehouse in the middle of the winter with no wind? It was you guys. It was the craziest thing you've ever seen. It was like, I don't even know what to tell you how cold it was. I was literally sitting on Rob Sperry's lap for body heat. Don't, don't. Don't try to blame the room on that. <laughs> and it was so exciting. And you had so many people there that braved mm. those conditions to hang out with you for three days. And I'm just telling you, you're amazing. And I can hardly wait for you to do an event in Dubai. I probably won't come to, but it will be so exciting. So, yeah, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting event. <laughs> Tony Robbins would have been proud at how cold that room was. That's all I'm gonna say. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, I think there was there was three reports of frostbite, uh, and yeah, it was. It was. It was cold. Tony Robbins would have been proud. That that's the winning quote of the day, right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, so talk a little bit about that, right? Like, you, obviously, we've been through a bizarre few years that has made it near impossible to do much in the way of, of gathering people physically together. You know, what's, what's the future for you in terms of, are you chomping at the bit? Are you planning something big? Are you still kind of like, I don't, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out what the future holds from that perspective. Cause I think that's a, a big question for a lot of trainers out there. I, I, I'm, I'm a great believer in that we all need to level up to, to reduce the leadership gap that's going on right now. So there, I could tell you countless of stories in the UK and Europe mainly, because that's where the majority of my audience is, but countless of stories of people in the UK and Europe who are making 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, 100,000, 200,000 dollars a month, right? No income claims, and that's just what they're making, who could not spell Jim Rohn. Yeah. Or could not give you a Jim Rohn quote. Or could not tell you what the seven steps of, of network mark to become a network marketing professional by Eric Warrior are. And that scares the living daylights out of me. Yeah. The fact that they don't know and they're not pa passing this legacy on. I believe it's our duty to pass on the lessons that that, um, that Jim Rohn has given to us, that Bill Britt and Dexter Yeager and Bob Crisp and, and, all, and Bob Proctor and you know Zig Ziglar, all these legends. I think it's our duty. Now, we might put our own spin on it. You know, it might need a little bit of updating, but I, I, I dare and challenge any one of you to go and listen to half an hour of, of Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, Bob Proctor, Bob Chris, and just and see if it's relevant today, because it is. 
it all is and it always will be. So for me, it's tactics are going to change. Social media platforms are going to change and they're going to, they're going to adapt and all this. The fundamentals have to be passed on. That needs to be a legacy of the industry. And then the fun that gets sprinkled in is the social media, the TikToks, the reels, the lives, the podcasts, and all these different things that go on. But I think we need to reduce the leadership gap. We need to make sure that people are learning and growing and learning and growing and understanding the philosophies and the principles. And you know, if we were to say, hey, who, who are the top five network marketers of all time? A lot of people are going to get the same, the, the same names in their top five. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's very, very, very important um, that we that that we, we that we do this collectively because I'm I'm scared otherwise I really am. Face to face meetings. Eric got put out a big list a couple of weeks ago, where he said if you've got human connection with people, you've got a 10x advantage on everything else. And with all the social media going on, people seem striving to forget that, and it's the most important part. It's important to get people into, obviously, the funnel with the social media and stuff like that. But at the point that they're actually interacting, you've got to treat them like human beings. Right, Frazier? Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, you you go to the cinema. Like, again, you guys can challenge yourself to this. Watch a movie. Watch a one-and-a-half-hour movie at home. And then watch, and the next day, a one-and-a-half-hour movie in the cinema. Right? Maybe pick, like, two Marvel movies. So they're similar movies. I guarantee that you spend more time on your phone when you're watching the movie at home versus when you're in the cinema. You almost never look at your phone when you're in the cinema. First of all, almost it's frowned upon. But second of all, you're engaged in the environment that you're in. So it, using that analogy, the cinema is the in-person event. And the watching it from home is you watching a Zoom call from home. It's not a priority. So you don't treat it like priority. You don't treat it like priority. You don't, you don't get the breakthrough that you deserve. Uh, and this is from someone who caught, this is from someone who praises and teaches social media all day long. I'm telling you, fundamentals in person, human connection, hugs, laughs, cries. You can you can laugh together, you can cry together online. You cannot hug one another. You cannot hug one another offline uh, online. So uh, yeah, you need to get in front of people, and you need to be able to do that. How you create culture and community. Well, you know that's a, a really nice kind of dovetail because I the way you think about social media. I think is very like you are not I you can I'm putting words in your mouth you can correct me but I, you're not really an attraction marketing kind of a guru you, the way you think about social media is very distinct in my opinion from the way most people are thinking about that and so talk about what how how you think about social media and what makes your way of doing it a bit different well I, th I think for me I got tired there was two things that I got tired about when I was in the field before I became speaker, trainer, coach, you know, from a generic point of view. I was tired of going to events and getting the wow, but never the how. I was like, wow, 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 wow. But like Monday morning, I don't actually don't know what I'm doing. And yes, you got to wow yourself before you how yourself, right? So you're kind of like, oh my God, I really want to do this. And then you go do it. But the, set, the, second th the second thing for me was I just... Marketers out there, especially people who make money from selling products, they will just teach you the things that they think you that they, that they believe that you need to know to be successful. So, like, I used to do it, and this is why I'm telling you, you need to buy this course because it's going to teach you everything you need to know about the Facebook and Instagram algorithm. That is not going to build you a legacy, ever. But I know that it's going to sell, so I'll do a course on that. So, the way I see social media. Is a great way to create connections, 
build your list and communicate. That those are the three things like connect to people, grow your list, communicate. And I think if you try and do more than that, you are going to become obsessed with social media and you'll just be like, yeah, I'm not going to really I'm not going to really bother with the offline world because I'm just crushing it on social media. What I can do in three hours, it takes me to drive to a meeting for an hour, be at the meeting for an hour, do the after a meeting for an hour, come back an hour. In those four hours, I could do like four Facebook lives, three Instagram reels, two TikTok videos and send 100 messages. But it's not the same. It's just not the same. You cannot compare them. So for me, social media is amazing to grow a list uh, and create community and, and, and you, uh, you know, communi communicate a message. But uh, yeah, you, you've got it. You've got to do the fundamentals and know the tactics. You have to do both. You cannot ignore both. You cannot. All right. We're going to take another last break. So stick around. This is the Leadership Legacy Legacy Leadership Radio Show. Thank you. Atta baby. I did a great job. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You got it. It's early. It's early. Not there in the end. That's all that matters. He's going to get me a tattoo for my palm. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> not my palm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let, let's lean into legacy on this last little segment here, Fraser, and, and talk about how you're thinking about legacy of, of the work that you're doing. And obviously you got a lot, a lot of time left to pour into that legacy, but I think what you're doing has such an impact. So that's where we'll go for this last little segment here. Corbin's still working for you? Of course. He's our best coach. Okay, good. Uh. And we're back. It is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. Tom Chenault, Adrian Chenault. Legacy leadership. Think about that a little bit. Think about what Frazier, little boy, decided to embrace the profession and create a legacy that was started by his mom and dad. It's unbelievable. His brother Corbin in his business with him, rocking it just as big with his dog. And it's just, I've seen this whole thing evolve. And it's so beautiful to see this family changing the world and knowing that it's not done. That Frazier is going to have a family and hopefully this continues on. And I want you to think about what you're doing with your life because this isn't about you. It's so much bigger than that. And that's why I want you to come on Sunday and watch this tribute to Bob Crisp because you are going to hear Ron Henley read what he posted on Facebook. You're going to see people that have been in this profession for longer than you've been born more excited about it than ever because of people like Frazier Brooks and people like that. You have got to listen to what Frazier is going to say right now and what Adrian's going to say, because these guys have picked up the flag and they're carrying it forward. Uh, that's a perfect, a perfect way of thinking about this, because that is, I think, one of the most amazing things about you, Frazier, is the, the fact that, you know, you you have been in network marketing about nine months longer than you've been alive. And that, but that you really, you know, I, there there's other people like that in the world. But I few, I think, have the depth of appreciation and love and uh, understanding of the shoulders that you're standing on in your amazing parents and in all these other mentors along the way. And so how do you think about your work and your duty and your opportunity to pay that contribution forward in the world? Well, a few things. So I'm a great, I remember walking through London. This was probably when I was about 12. Uh, so family trip, me, my brother, my mom, my dad, we're walking through London 
And we were going through like Trafalgar Square in London, for those of you who have been to London. Uh, and there's like there's a there's a big statue. I always forget the name of the person whose statue it is. So it's my like Lord Nelson or something like that. My bad for not knowing my my own history, right? But uh, I remember like a, a pigeon. There's a lot of pigeons in, in in London. A pigeon came flying by, landed on its shoulder, and pooped on on the statue's shoulder. And I laughed, and then my dad was like, "Why are you laughing?" And I said, "The the pigeons just pooped on on the statue." He said, but yeah, do you one day want a statue of yourself? It'd be okay to be pooped on instead of not being pooped on, right? It's, a be, it's good to be seen and never be seen. And I remember thinking, yeah, well, dad, how do I, how do I get a statue? And he said, people don't build statues of people based on the amount of money that they've made. They build statues based on the significance that they bring. And I always, I've never, ever forgot that. And I've always thought that legacy is always going to be currency. The day you, Lord Nelson, there we go. Thanks, Bo. Um, the day you die is the day that people stop mentioning your name. Right, the day he dies, people like Jim Rohn to me is still alive. Bob Proctor's still alive. Zig Ziglar's still alive. Bob Crisp's still alive. He's still living. We've mentioned him a number of times today, right? So, so these are the things that that have helped me. But my biggest struggle, my biggest struggle was when I started when I was twenty eight, being the genet going on the generic route. The generic route for me was just significance. It was fulfillment. It was mission. It was service. I was twenty eight, and almost, almost. No one believed me. Like, how can you be on a le- how can you be building your legacy at 28 years old? Like, how can you be on a mission of service at 28 years old? Every other 28 year old I know is chasing girls, buying cars, traveling the world, wanting money, wanting career, wanting progression. And I was just focused on the mission. But it's because I'd seen so many people over the years from a network marketing background who had passed on and people were still talking about them. And I thought, I don't know anyone else who keeps getting talked about unless you're like top, top sports coach or top, top sportsman. And they get a minute, minute silence. And like thousands of people are watching them. And they get a minute silence. Like, I want a minute silence. I want a service. I want people to be teaching my stuff and reading my books, whether I'm here or not. And uh, it, that was the hardest part of the journey is building a legacy. Even now, I'm 33 years old, building a legacy at 33. People, a lot of people just still don't believe that that's what my intentions are, but I tell you what, when your intention is legacy, there's never a day that you're not happy. You have your moments, but overall, every, like every day is like, you know what, I've helped someone. And a lot of people ask me, for those of you who can see this, I have a light bulb on my desk, and this is, this is my daily method of operation. And it's, a, it's for a bingo moment. I call them bingo moments. People call them light bulb moments, hence the, hence the light bulb. The light bulb is much better than having a bingo wheel here. Um, <laughs> so my daily method of operation is to help someone new and learn something new. If I help someone new, I feel fulfilled. My mission has progressed. progressed. And if I learn something new, then I grow. And that's all I do every day. And I don't go to bed until I do it. I learn something new. I help someone new. And that's just how I how I make sure that my legacy is going to get met and how my, my mission is uh, progressing. So there. Yeah. That's, uh, that's so cool. And you know, the secret is that because of living that way, you have that you have that impact, you have that legacy, you have that contribution, and you got all the other things that you chose not to chase as the primary, you know, you got, you got the car, you got the girl, you got the, you got it all. And, right. and, and, and you deserve it because of the way that you really seek first to contribute to people. And I always, with any leader, with any big personality, with any, you know, somebody with a following, 
the trick is to watch them when they don't think somebody's looking, you know, the moment they come off stage, the moment when it's, you know, when, when it would be easy to kind of let their guard down and in their true color show. And Frazier stands uh, at the top of my list of people that walk their talk and that always have time for other people and always love others. And so Frazier, thank you for that. It inspires me. Uh, I, it blows me away how, what a young man you are, what poise you have and how many more years of goodness we have to come from you. So we, <laughs> we love you, man. He's the best. All right. So, what a great show. Thank you all for listening. Stick around after the show for a minute, Frazier. But we love you. This has been the Legacy Leadership Show. We'll see you next week. We're out. All right. Don't get off on Facebook. You did a great job, man. Thanks for all the contact mapping plugs. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what you, you guys know I, you know I love you. Frazier like, is the most tightly wound guy that you don't realize he's so tightly wound. And I was backstage with him one time, and he was hyperventilating. So wherever he's speaking now virtually all over the world, I make sure I text him five minutes before he goes on and say something so perverted. It's unbelievable <laughs> to try to get him out of his head. And I know he reads it because I can feel it. And it's awesome. So you are the best, it. man. I love you. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. It's impossible to not feel like the best person in the world after speaking to you guys. Either one of you, but combined is like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have to go and have a lie down and just, you know, balance the world out because there's too much love coming in my direction. It's, uh, you guys, you got, you guys are the best. And I, I do think that I could get away with being a chenault. Um, <laughs> you, know, you mentioned, you met, you mentioned Brooke earlier. I'll tell you a funny story before we, before, before we close out. Um, I went to an event, probably the first or second event that I ever went to, like generic, like a generic speaker. There's about 400 people in the room. It was in, in Coventry, about mid, Midland, Midlands in the UK. And the, the person who edified me basically said, his dad is a best-selling author to the popular book, The Four-Year Career, who's read it. And you could hear everyone was like, oh, I love, I love that book. And I'm like, oh, no, Richard Bliss Brook is not my dad. But I, I can't like make this. Per so I, I go up to the stage. And like, I'm talking about, yeah, I, if you haven't read The Four-Year Career, make sure you go ahead and buy it. It's a great book by a great author. I could not bring myself to tell the person who edified me that they completely buggered that up, and that was not true. So, uh, Richard, if you're watching, I think you got quite a few book sales from that one, mate. Uh, so I have <laughs> I've signed more. People think I'm Brooke. So... <laughs> I, I swear to God, they think I'm Brooke. So I'm always signing four-year careers, and I sign them, F you. They think it means follow-up. And then I sign my name in his books because, they, you know, the poor guy's so ugly, he looks like me. And I swear, you know, he's, now he's got the LASIK surgery, so he's looking at you. I took off my glasses. I was looking at you like this. I swear he's doing that to try to not look like Tom Chenault because Brooke, yeah, it's hysterical. So we both have exactly the same problem. They think I'm him. And they literally, when they realize it's Tom Chenault, not Richard Brooke, they, they grab the book back and turn around without even saying goodbye. They just go, you are a loser. Who are you? It is so funny. I, I feel your pain. Unbelievable. It's, it's Bruce. I'm glad I'm glad that you look like a completely different person without your glasses too. Oh, I'm glad that I'm yeah. not the only person. 
Oh yeah, Plus, this is like I'm looking yeah. at the camera right now. I had like a stroke or something. So this eye is like yeah, this eye aims over here, and this eye aims over here. So I look like one of those guys now. So I, I'm going to probably have to get those Foster grants that you can't see my eyeballs here pretty quick because something happened there. My eyes aren't even the same. So I'm to take me worse than I looked before is very very difficult, but it's happened, and I'm trying to choose it and not be embarrassed about it and speak publicly about my pain. How do you like there that? we go, right? There we go. I love it. All right, we're out of here. Frazier, thanks again. Let's give our best Thank to Svetlana. Have fun this week. We're, we're feeling major FOMO from not getting to be over there, but we love you and we'll see you soon. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Big love. Love you. See you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.